0: Hi everyone, this is Mark and welcome to another episode of the podcast. Um, Today is Saturday the 3rd of um, September and today is National Cinema Day here in the UK. So I wanted to take this opportunity to talk about how important cinema is to me, uh, to people, to the world. Uh, I love films, if you know me there are things that I absolutely love, Um, I love poetry, I love TV shows, I love people, I love inspiration, I love films and I've always loved films, ever since I was a kid I've been watching films, I don't know when the first time I watched a film how old I was But I can tell you, I was very young. Uh, I could have been three years old. um, Because I remember watching the original Star Wars trilogy of films. I remember watching A New Hope. Or as it was just called Star Wars back then, actually. I remember watching The Empire Strikes Back. I remember watching Return of the Jedi. I remember watching uh, Star Trek um, The Final Frontier. Um, ...movie... Um, ...I remember films that... ...I don't even... ...I can't even remember... ...and I've probably watched since... ...but I was always watching films... ...I was watching... ...Superman... ...the movie... ...you know... ...anything that I could... Uh, ...find... ...to watch... ...that just... ...absolutely blew my mind... ...and opened my imagination up... ...I was watching um as i say tv shows movies and uh that has continued throughout my entire life and um i would say that i've turned out quite well of course that's open to interpretation open to um uh <laughs> open to opinion um but yeah all my life i've been a lover of film television And cinema, because to me, the most magical experience you can have is to go to the cinema. And I find it incredibly inspiring, um, incredibly exciting, and I just love it. Anytime that I can go to the cinema, I choose to go to the cinema. I, I love going to see a film for the first time at the cinema, because as I say, it's just the best experience i love watching films at home um i love watching films over and over again especially films that i love um my favorite film of all time as people who know me would tell you already if i've told them is um the sure redemption by directed by frank darabont uh, of course adapted from the um the short story or the novella in fact um, entitled Rita hayworth and the shawshank redemption by stephen king and to me that's the be- that is to me that is the example of the best film ever made in my opinion it is the best film ever made it's my favorite film ever made but there are so many other films that i i love um, i love the shining i love 2001 a space odyssey um, I love ET. Uh, I love Close Encounters of the Third Kind. I love Blade Runner. I love Blade Runner twenty forty nine. I love uh, the film uh, A Quiet Place and A Quiet Place Part Two. I love The Matrix. Um, and so many other films. Jaws, Ex Machina. You know, I'm looking at my my shelf at the. The copies, the physical copies of movies that I have: Home Alone, Stand by Me, um, District um, District Nine. So many, so many films, so many good films. And you know, now nowadays, you can find a film and watch a film online. Um, you don't even need to have the physical copy. But back in the day, you know, when I was younger, uh, if you wanted to watch a film, Especially a, a newer film. You had to wait for it to come out on VHS. And. Um, you know that was. You, you just had to wait. And it could wait. You could you could wait years. after you, If you were lucky enough to watch a film at the cinema. You might have to wait a couple of years. Before it came out on VHS. So that you could watch it in the, the comfort of your own home. On your own TV. Um, but. It was worth it. I mean, and I watched films over and over again. Um, I, you know, I recorded films from the TV uh, and I watched them over and over again. And I loved it. I loved the whole experience. Um, I still love watching films to this day. I love being caught up in um, in the story of the film. I love being carried along with the characters. You know, especially if the the, the film has got these interesting characters who have these interesting um, characteristics and backstory. And they, you don't know everything about them. You don't find everything else. You don't find everything about them. But there's something about the, these specific characters played by these extraordinary characters that you just want to know more about them. And you trust them. And you, you, you know, you, you get carried away you know, carried along with them, like Arnold Schwarzenegger, he's, the films of his that I've watched over the years, like The Terminator, and Terminator 2, and Last Action Hero, and um, True Lies, um, the Predator fil- Predator film, that came out in um, 84, I believe, you know, he's just, he's a, he's a, an actor who, you, you know, you may, people may have differing opinions about who he is and how he's acting. But for me, the characters that he played in those films, I love the, I love his, uh, portrayal. I love the characters he played. I love the, the films that he's, he's been in even in, you know, in twins the film twins. He, he, he was in with uh, Danny DeVito. Um, so many great films that he's been in, but there are so many great actors. Um, and, uh, and yeah, so like I say, today is uh, National Cinema Day here in the UK, and as I said, I'm a fan of um, film. Um, I love listening to the the director's commentary whenever I get a DVD of um, or a Blu-ray of a of a film that I've that I like. You know, I've I've watched at the cinema and I I I, I want to watch at home. Um, I'll want to buy the physical copy because. Most of the time, that's the only place you can get access to um, the intentions of the director or the writer or the producer or the actor or anybody involved in the, the actual movie making of a film. And I love hearing that, you know, as someone who has written stories and crafted um Characters and come up with you know motivations for characters. I'm fascinated by um, the, the 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 whole process of filmmaking and storytelling. So if I ever get the opportunity to listen to an audio commentary by someone, even on um, a t- from a TV show, you know, like one of my favorite TV shows, Breaking Bad or um, Better Call Saul or Battlestar Galactica, you know. On the DVD and Blu-ray sets, they have these audio commentaries from the creator or the director or um, the composer of the, the of the the sound of the you know the score of the the films or the TV shows. I love watch. I love just listening to them talk about the whole process, because you know from beginning to end, from uh, script to release. Um, a film can go through so many permutations, you know. Uh, when a, a a script a script of a film is being uh, written and crafted, you know, most of the time the, the writer or the director already has an idea of potentially who could star in in their in their film and play these characters. And sometimes scripts are written for a specific actor, and sometimes the actor takes the takes the script takes the role and sometimes they don't and sometimes the the filmmakers have to uh go on to someone else um and it's fascinating to to learn who could have played a certain character that you 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 know and love and who you you got used to a, a specific actor playing um and um and yeah i mean It's, it's, it's fascinating to me. Um, but yeah, so I've seen a lot of films in my time. Um, some good, some bad, some films that I could watch over and over again just because they're just, you know, um, you can just sit back and just zone off and just, you know, um, you can just enjoy the experience without having to think too hard about the storyline. Um, you know, I love um, Quentin Tarantino's films. Uh, you know, *Pulp Fiction*, *Jackie Brown*, uh, *The Kill Bill* films, um, *Once Upon a Time in Hollywood*, and those those films, *Reservoir Dogs*. His films have such a a great um, mixture, co- a cocktail of both uh, amazing production value. Act, great acting great music soundtrack you know you can tell that you know Quentin Tarantino is such so versed in pop culture and in cinema and you know he's probably watched more films than I have and you know he he loves the whole process of filmmaking and crafting this 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 world that he puts on on the on the page on the screen and you know I'd love to watch love to read one of his scripts because i'm sure they're just full of details and um you know references and I uh, and i, I I've, I've always enjoyed every every one of his films um because they they all they're as i say they're packed full of not only references to his own films but also to films that have been made previously like homages um But yeah, I'm a fan of all films, I have to say. Um, I love uh, Western films, you know, I I love watching um, uh, some Clint Eastwood's films, you know, I remember watching the Spaghetti Western films not long ago, a few years ago actually, Um, again, and just really getting into them, you know, The Good, The Bad and The Ugly, Um, uh, Fistful of Dollars, you know. Uh, I've... Watched um, the film Dirty Harry not long ago, um, starring uh, Clint Eastwood. And I've always thought Clint Eastwood is such a great uh, actor. Uh, He's a great director. um, And, uh, you know, he's made some really amazing films. Um, But some films, you know, as I say, you just watch some comedies. Some comedies that people think um, are just you know, just there to be laughed at. Some of them have got some great depth to them. I mean, one of my favourite films is Groundhog Day, starring Bill Murray, um, as, you know, the character Phil Connors, who gets stuck in this endless loop of time um, in the the town of uh, um, um And, you know, gets stuck in this, this loop of 24 hours, just repeating over and over again. And I absolutely love that film. I just think it's brilliant. And... You know, it's... um, It's a film that I could watch over and over again. And every time I do, it means more to me. And it was directed by the great Harold Ramis, who Bill Murray starred with in the the Ghostbusters films. uh, Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters 2. And you know as you, throughout the film you see these endless you see these scenes would be repeated over and over again but in each t- time it's like watching a different take of 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 that scene and that's why it works so beautifully because you know most films uh most actors or s- most directors ask for several uh takes of a particular scene and ask the actors um within the scene to play it in a different way or, you know, give a a different kind of a vibe, um, just so they've got something to work with in the edit. Um and in that film it works beautifully because, you know, every time that Phil Carla Phil um Connors um repeats, you know, Bill Moyes' character, um it it's he knows that it's repeating, but no one else knows that uh, times repeating because they're just they're stuck in the loop. But you know, Bill Murray's there going, "What the hell's going on here?" Um, and it's just fascinating, absolutely brilliant film. Uh, and I, I love, I love time travel films. Um, Back to the Future, the Back to the Future trilogy, one of my favourite films ever. Um, you know, Robert Zemeckis at, uh, and Steven Spielberg. Um, Christopher Lloyd, um, Michael J. Fox, they made some extraordinary films. Those those films, those, that trilogy of, of films, Back to the Future, is not only my favorite, one of my favorite trilogies of films, but it's also my my sister Claire's favorite trilogy of films. She absolutely loves Back to the Future too. I think that's her favorite film of the trilogy. Um, and we used to watch those films over and over again as we, when we were kids. Um, and like I say, that they are the films that really still stick with me and resonate with me and i still and i'm entranced by just watching them um and i love um films like um you know even the time machine you know or interstellar you know um the original uh i think it was 1950s uh time machine film um oh, i can't remember the actual date the actual uh, year but uh or interstellar uh which um you know is uh, directed by christopher nolan and i remember when that came out and i watched that at the cinema and this is a great introduction uh wait segue i should say into um why i love watching films at the cinema so much um because of as I say, not I've not been blessed to be able to see every film that I've seen at the cinema as well as at home. Um, but I love watching films at the cinema, um, and Interstellar, like a space film, um, really is just um, there's no there's nothing like watching a film science fiction film that's set in space in a cinema because when you are sitting in the dark of a cinema um it feels like you're in outer space um and you know interstellar is not all all set in outer space it you know it travels to different planets it it deals with time um Time travel in in a way, um, time dilation. Um, but I just love watching um, films that are set in space at a cinema. Um, and one of the, the films that I remember watching distinctly at the cinema that was set in space is the um, is the two thousand and thirteen film Gravity. And I saw the film Gravity at the Odeon cinema in Coventry and I was the only one in the uh in the screen the screening room and I swear to you now it felt like I was in space uh with Sandra Bullock's character honestly it was like an having an out of body experience it was just amazing and i'll never forget that experience of watching the film gravity at the cinema it really i felt like i was an astronaut along with um you know uh sandra bullock's character and um it really and everything that the that happens in that film it, and the, the, the cinematography and the direction and the acting just absolutely incredible, but um, seeing it at the cinema was just unbelievable. And seeing it after the fact, you know, seeing it on on Blu-ray, buying it on Blu-ray, or seeing it on a TV, the experience just does not com- compare. And I think that's that's a, that, that that's the sad truth: is that um, sometimes. You can't replicate that experience of of the cinema. You know, a home cinema experience is great, but you can't. It can't. You know, it um, can't ever match up to the experience of seeing a film at the cinema, especially a film like Gravity. You know, if you ever get the, the opportunity to watch Gravity in a cinema, um, at a cinema, then definitely watch it. Um, but yeah, and but I love animation, I love animated films. One of my favorite films, whether animated or live action or whatever, is um, the 1998 film, um the Iron Giant. And um, that film, absolutely, a 1999 film, sorry, and that film absolutely oh, it is so emotional um it was directed by brad bird uh who um is um a wonderful director and it, the the voice acting in it um of um uh of uh eli um marion thor who plays uh hogarth hughes um and uh jennifer aniston who plays his mother Annie hughes and um you know uh, Harry Connick Jr., who plays uh, Dean in it. Um, you've got Ken Mansley, who's played by uh, Christopher McDonald. Um, it's funny, it's heartfelt, and of course you've got Vin Diesel, who plays the Iron Giant, the voice of the Iron Giant, um, who does such a lot with a lit- such a little amount of dialogue. But he he does the same with the character of um, Groot in the Guardians of the Galaxy films, you know, uh just just by saying, you know, the minimum amount of dialogue or you know, he can convey so much. You know, it's a great um it's a great thing to to, to see um and to um to to experience. You know, it's um it's amazing what you can convey with so little. And I think cinema does that in such a wonderful way because, you know, it, it can cinema has so many striking images to it. It can convey more in a frame of, of, of of a couple of seconds than words could ever convey, you know, whether it's, um, any scene from 2001, a space odyssey, um, or, you know, as I say, the the film Interstellar or um, the Lion King um, films, whether the, the live-action film or the, the animated film can say so much. And it's the same in The Iron Giant. I mean, The Iron Giant was, I think, one of the last um, hand-drawn films. Um, or, I might be completely wrong there, but... Um, you know it has this old school vibe to it um of course the, the film is set in the nineteen fifties uh it tells the story of this um you know huge giant robot that falls to earth from outer space um and through the the film you get the, the iron giant gets to learn from hogarth um his this little boy that he he meets, you know that he can be who he chooses to be. I mean, he was, he has the potential to be a weapon. He is one of the most destructive weapons. He could potentially be the most one of the most destructive weapons ever conceived or ever thought of. Um, but he has a choice. Hogarth tells him, "You can be who you want to be." And you know the scene at the end that really is heartbreaking when. Um, the iron giant um who has been exposed to um comic books um that he was introduced to by hogarth you know such as um superman you know uh the iron giant chooses to be superman and make the ultimate sacrifice and um ends up um being blown to pieces um, but it's such an emotional film, um, such an incredible film and the story is just absolutely fantastic. Um it's a film that I could watch over and over again. Um I'm also a fan of um romantic films, um, could say, or films dealing with relationships like um the um The Time Traveller's Wife. For example, um Time Traveler's Wife um is a two thousand and nine film uh based on the uh the, the book of the, the same name. Um um and that film is just brilliant. The book is great too, uh but that film is just um just brilliant. Uh Rachel McAdams and Eric Banner starring that and um it's heartbreaking, truly heartbreaking. Um, but there are some films, uh, mostly about relationships, that, when I watch them, they really, uh, they really get to me, because um, when I watch them, they speak to something that I have either thought about or gone through in my life and when when a film does that when it truly portrays something and you watch it and you and you you feel and you um you feel everything and you 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 know that you have felt everything that the character um in the film has gone through that's when that film has reached reached you in such a way that um you know that it's it's done its job, if you know what I mean. Um, one of those films is um, 500 Days of Summer. Um, which is a 2009 film, which is one of my favourite films. Um, directed by Mark Webb. Stars uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt and uh, Zoe uh, Deschanel. And uh, that film is... One of my favourite films, but every time I watch it I think I think back on the times that I've been through what the character of Tom Uh Hansen goes through. Um, you know, he find he ends up meeting this girl at work and they end up getting into a relationship, but um Yeah, I don't wanna spoil it for everybody, but it's such a great film. It's one of my favourite films, but it really cuts Cuts close to the bone, um, um, but such a great film. Um, another good film is um, the film *Her*, which is a film that I saw at the cinema. Um, it's a 2013 film uh, directed by Spike Jonze, um, starring Whacking uh, Phoenix, Amy Adams, uh, Rooney Mara, Olivia Wilde, and the voice of Scarlett Johansson. And that film also is brilliant. I remember watching the trailer for it or oh, it's like a be, not a behind the scenes, yeah, kind of like a behind the scenes kind of a trailer um to the film on YouTube uh before it came out and as soon as I watched it and I heard the music and I I I heard um the character of um, Theodore uh, Twomley uh, Who's played by Whacking Phoenix You know talking to The character of um, Samantha Or uh, being um, You know hearing the voice of Samantha who's, uh, Of course the voice of Scarlett Johansson And I just thought I'm intrigued uh, Because It just as I said just spoke to me straight away So I waited for the film to come out... Uh, I watched it... The cinema... And I absolutely loved it... And... Again... It's a film about relationships... Um... And... Um... Yeah... It's one of those... Those films... Um... That... uh, I could just watch... You know... Um... Just over and over again... But also... Speaks to a part of me... Or something that I've been through... Or... Um... And also there's another great film um, called um, uh, The uh, Eternal Sunshine of a Spotless Mind, which came out in 2004, um, um, which stars um, uh, Jim Carrey, Kate Winslet, uh, Kirsten Dunst, Mark Ruffalo, Elijah Wood and uh, Tom Wilkinson. It was directed by uh, Michel uh, Gondry and that is another film about relationships um it deals with uh, a couple uh who they're in a relationship um and they they fall out of love with each other and so much so and it ends so badly that uh um Clementine um chooses to uh have a um a procedure in which her memories of um, Joel, who's played by Jim Carrey, uh, Clementine's played by um, Kate Winslet, she chooses to have her memories wiped of Joel because the the pain of their breakup was so bad that she wanted to just forget it ever happened. And of course, when Joel finds out about this, he's crushed and he also chooses to go through the same procedure, but um, it doesn't work out um as was planned and the two end up being drawn back to each other and um it's another wonderful film that um really as i say speaks again to something that we've i've been through we've all been through you know um but uh it's, yeah such a such a great film but getting back to the to you know, National Cinema Day, so it's National Cinema Day today. Um, and I suppose I should talk about the films that I've seen at the cinema. I mean, I have mentioned them, uh, but what's the first film that I remember seeing at the cinema? Well, the first film that I remember seeing at the cinema, honestly. Is the film. Batman. In 1989. And. At the time. I was eight years old. And. Like most most kids at that time. I was obsessed with Batman. I watched the. 1966. Um, uh, TV show. Starring Adam West. And I loved it. But. I remember watching the trailer, I think it was on the TV, of Batman. And I was just hooked just to see it because it was darker as well. You know, uh, it was directed by Tim Burton, starred Michael Keaton, um, Jack Nicholson, uh, Kim Basinger, um, Billy Dee Williams, uh, Michael Goff. And there was just something about it. And even to this day, I still say that Batman, the 1989 Batman film, was... The best film ever made. Bat- best Batman film ever made. And uh, um, Michael Keaton's portrayal of Batman is one of the best, I think. And Bruce Wayne. Um, and, of course, the music composed by uh, Prince as well as Danny Elfman it's just, it's just stood the test of time, in my opinion. As has uh, all the other um, films that Danny Elfman has um, composed... Uh, you know, such as um, Beetlejuice, uh, Edward Scissorhands. Um, He is just an extraordinary uh, composer, Um, works very closely um, with um, Tim Burton, um, Sam Raimi. Um, As I say, he's composed some incredible scores, such as um, the... The Bat uh, the uh, Spider Man films, Spider Man, Spider Man Two, uh Goodwill Hunting, um Men in Black, uh um but as I say, he's most most remembered for um Batman and Edward Scissorhands and um you know, he's just such a such a great um collaborator with Tim Burton. Um, but yeah, so getting back to that's the first film that I remember watching in the cinema is Batman, and I think I've I mentioned this in the podcast before in an episode of the Mark Hastings Experience when I was talking about the Batman, the 1989 Batman film. Uh, my dad, uh, I wanted to go and see the Batman film, so my dad took me to the UCI cinema in Solihull, um, and uh, went to go there, and he said, No, uh, can't go in can't see it he's too young um and because I think it might have been a 12 at the time or a 15 rated film and I was only 8 years old uh so of course tears followed and but this did this did not stop my dad he was like no this is you know ridiculous right he's gonna go and see the film so, then we drove, um, I don't know, I, I'll, uh, about 50 miles. So, let's, let's have a look. So, Solihull uh, to um, Tamworth. Okay, so we had to drive all the way to Tamworth, which is, in fact, 30 miles away. Okay. Th- no, 21 Point five miles away down the M forty two motorway, so it takes thirty minutes to get there. So, my dad drove the twenty odd miles to get to to go to the another UCI cinema at Tamworth, um, and from what I remember, what I, I've heard, uh, is that again, no, can't can't do it. He's too young. But uh, I'm, gonna, I'm probably crying my eyes out by this point. Which, you know, has happened a few times. And if I don't get in my way, you know, God help anybody. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, so, but do you know what happened? They let me in. They let me in, they let my dad in, and we watched Batman in 1989. And I absolutely loved it. Loved it, loved it, loved it. Um, and of course, I wanted the. The game, I got um, a Commodore C64 uh, game console for Christmas. The film came out in August of 1989. So I probably saw it then. And I got this game console in for Christmas in December. So, that yeah, the, it does work out. The dates work out. And, and then, of course, it was waiting for the VHS to come out. I remember getting that as well. And I absolutely... Oh, watched that to death. I loved that film. Then when the sequel came out. Batman Returns. I absolutely loved that film too. It featured the same cast. Um, I think I remember watching that at the cinema too. And as I say. just, just My love for cinema just was, was there from that moment on. From, and I love going to the cinema with my family. Um, my family and I. Uh, me, my mum, my dad, we went to go and see um, Jurassic Park. Um, so that was what, in, two, in 1993. And um, the original Jurassic Park film. And to this day, I still think that that was the most realistic depiction of dinosaurs that I, I've ever seen. Even compared to the most recent. I think the the, the work of ILM... You know Industrial Light and Magic, who did the special effects in that film, on the Tyrannosaurus Rex scene, in particular. You know the one I mean, when you know Tyrannosaurus Rex is coming through the the electric fence that has been shut down, and um, uh, he's you know attacking the the uh, the four by four cars and, and the entire cast of that film. You know, including you know, Lord Dern and Jeff Goldblum and um, uh, the late uh, Richard Attenborough, and, uh, and it was directed by Steven Spielberg, who is one of my favourite directors of all time. You know, he's directed some of the most amazing films. My some of my favourite films: Jaws, E.T., um, Ready Player One, one of his most recent films, um, Jurassic Park, um, The Last World. Um, and he just, he just, he just knows cinema, you know, and of course the, the Indiana Jones films, um, which I watched to death again when I was a kid. I wanted to be Indiana Jones, um, I wanted to be an archaeologist, you know, really just watching those films really got me interested in archaeology and, um, but, uh. Yeah, so, yeah, as I say, you know, my, my family and I got to watch films at the cinema together. We saw Star Trek Generations. Um, when was that? In 1995. Uh, I think we went to go and see Star Trek First Contact. That must have been in 1998. Um, And then uh, I started going on my own. Um, started having, you know, experience of going to see films on my own. I can't remember the first film that I saw on my own. But I've seen a few. Um, and. and I, of course I've seen films with other people. You know with. Um, friends. Girlfriends. Um, you know in the past of course. Um, I remember seeing The Conjuring. At about what 10 o'clock at night. The first Conjuring film. and I remember being scared out of my wits. Um, but I loved it. And I still love that film now. Because. Even though I can just even the thought of it um, just uh, makes my skin crawl, but it's so so convincing you know you, can, you can, everything that happened in that film in the conjuring universe you could you could imagine that being an actual reality, and of course um the the events depicted within the conjuring films were all uh, adapted from real life events or real life stories of events. Um, and, um, and yeah, uh, you know, the John Wick films, um, you know, Keanu Reeves, such a great actor, you know, um, you know, playing, whether it's playing Neo in, um, The Matrix or, um, you know, John Wick or, um... You know, in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure and Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey and Bill and Ted Face the Music. You know, he's just um, such a versatile actor, and uh, also the, the Devil's Advocate. You know, um, I think he's just a brilliant actor. Um, but yeah, so like I say, I, I always try and go and see um, films at the cinema first because I just love the experience. I've seen all of the the marvel films or the majority of the marvel films at the cinema first before i eventually bought them on um dvd or blu-ray so i could as i say i said before listen to the commentary go through the um the documentaries that also come with them because I, as i say i like um learning about the whole movie process um and of course the the most recent star wars films the uh, the sequel trilogy as they're called. I watched all of those. Um didn't get the opportunity to watch the 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 prequel trilogy. Um but uh um or I may have done. No, I think no I did. Oh, what am I saying? I saw I didn't see the Phantom Menace at the cinema. I definitely remember seeing Attack of the Clones at the cinema. I definitely remember seeing Revenge of the Sith in two thousand five. So I definitely saw them. Yeah, I saw Rogue One at the cinema, Solo a Star Wars story I saw as well. Um and yeah, uh, The Force Awakens, um The Last um Jedi um and of course, and the Rise of Skywalker. And yeah, you know, they weren't always Sometimes you go to the cinema and you have an experience. You watch a film you walk out and you think, that wasn't what I expected. And, you know, that's the, both the the beauty and the magic of cinema. Is that sometimes it can give you an experience that you didn't expect. Sometimes you can be disappointed. You can watch a film and think, oh, I didn't like that. And I know a lot of people walked out of films like The Last Jedi and The Rise of Skywalker Uh thinking that they absolutely hated those films straight away and i'll i'll admit you know i didn't have the first opinion of, of mine while watching those films when i walked out was like that wasn't was i what i was expecting but upon you know multiple viewings you can you can take you can see the positives through the negatives but you know there are sometimes the negatives outweigh the the, the positives and um It ruins the experience because What everybody wants when they go to the cinema Is a combined Magical experience They want to be taken away And um, given an experience That is worth the, the The cinema ticket And That has not always been the case With me every time I've been to the cinema Um You know I've seen some films and I just thought Ugh no, mostly action films or films that really. Uh, sometimes I like films. As I say, I like action films. I like films that don't take themselves too seriously. But when I see a film and I just think, "What was the?" I start asking the question, "What am I watching?" And I'm getting bored or something. Sometimes I like a, I like a film that is like it's like a mystery. You know like Inception. Um, Such a great film. Such an amazing uh, movie and cinema experience. Uh, uh, Directed by Christopher Nolan. And I loved every moment of that. Um, Then I remember watching the film. um, I remember seeing all the, the Christopher Nolan directed Batman films. Uh, including uh, Batman Begins, uh, The Dark Knight, The Dark Knight Rises. Uh, I remember seeing um, one of Christopher Nolan's most recent films, Tenet, at the cinema, which dealt with uh, two parallel streams of time, so characters going in one direction of time while also moving in the complete opposite direction and interacting with each other. And that was interesting, but very confusing at times when I was watching it um but you know um i i enjoyed it um uh, i think christopher nolan is a very um he's an amazing director he's made some incredibly thought provoking films that when you leave a christopher nolan film you are still thinking about what you've just watched or what you've just experienced and witnessed and that to me that's the hallmark of a great film um and I'm looking forward to watching to seeing his new film, uh, Oppenheimer, um, when it comes out next year in 2023. Uh, Oppenheimer stars Cillian Murphy as um, uh, J. Robert Oppenheimer, the uh, theoretical physicist physicist credited with um, the uh, the creation of uh, the the atomic bomb. Uh, in his role in the Manhattan Project in World War Two. Um with the creation of course of the first nuclear weapons. Uh so that will be interesting to watch and um and I know Murphy Murphy's a great actor. Um he was wonderful in brilliant in Twenty Eight Days Later. That film's another great film. In fact I think it's one of the best um zombie films, if you can call it that. Um uh course i have gonna mention Uh, Shaun of the Dead, um, another great zombie film, um, which doesn't take itself too seriously. Uh, Shaun of the Dead, of course, is uh, directed by Edgar Wright, who is also one of my favourite directors. Um, He's directed some of my my favourite films, including the film uh, Baby Driver, uh, which has a soundtrack to it that is just addictive, I have to say um it, uh, it's uh just yeah brilliant um i love the characters within it uh i love his film uh, scott pilgrim versus the world um also a great film uh hot fuzz um and he's just one of those directors who just he knows um how to work with actors and he always works with the same actors over and over again uh ...most of the time... Uh, ...not all the time of course... ...not in every film... ...um... ...uh... ...the last film I saw of his... ...was... ...Last... ...Night in Soho... ...another great film... ...um... ...and I... ...as soon as I saw the trailer for that... ...I was... ...I looked forward to watching that... ...um... ...but... ...uh... ...yeah... ...um... ...Baby Driver an incredible film... ...just a great film... ...great soundtrack... ...great acting... ...um but uh but yeah so there are so many great films and as i say i haven't seen every film at the cinema which is sad in a way um because i love the whole experience of it um i've seen all the most recent star trek films since star trek generations that came out in 1995 i watched um first contact insurrection um nemesis Nemesis was another film when I walked out of it, and I just thought, you know, some people have, you know, especially the most virulent fans of um, of a of, of a film series such as Star Trek or um, Star Wars, they're going to have very strong and differing opinions on um, on on a film, and because they they mean so much to people. You know the experience of uh, of watching a film, getting invested in the universe of a film. It, um, it's very very serious. It can get very serious. Um, and yeah, so tomorrow uh, today, um, National Cinema Day, the majority of the cinemas, of what I know, are going to be offering a three pound cinema ticket. So, that's going to be at, um, Cineworld and Odeon. Um, and probably several other, um, cinema tra- chains, such as, uh, View. And I am definitely going to be taking advantage of that. I'm definitely going to, um, go out of my way to go and see a film at, uh, at the cinema, National Cinema Day. Whether it's at the Odeon, um, or at, uh at Cineworld but I can't wait um because um no matter what film um is out, um I think at the moment, um in fact they are um showing E T at um, in IMAX at Odeon Cinemas um uh to celebrate it's the fortieth anniversary of its, its release. Um but there's some also some other good films uh showing at the moment such as um, the film uh, Nope, uh, played by Jordan, uh, uh, directed by Jordan Peele, um, and of course Top Gun: Maverick, the sequel uh, to the um, what was it, nineteen eighty-six Top original Top Gun film, starring Tom Cruise, and from what I know, that film um, Top Gun: Maverick has just been absolutely it's been overtaking and breaking all the records of um you know cinema revenue and uh i think that's it's uh it's a brilliant brilliant thing so there is no better opportunity to go to the cinema than today national cinema day um or at any other time because it's um to me it's sad i mean i i heard that uh you know, I've, i think it was recently I I heard that um you know uh I think it was Cineworld in fact. I heard that it was going into maybe potentially going into administration and I was absolutely you know, I thought, oh no. I because I've having been to the cinema, um so many times, uh, you know, UCI cinemas as they were um uh back in the day when I was younger. Odeon, Cineworld, um I've been to film you know, cinemas in 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 America, uh I went to cinema went, went to see um uh I went to see um one of the pitch black uh, sequel films uh in New York when I was there in IMAX. Um and um and it was you know, I I just love it. I love going to the cinema. I um went to see the, the, the most recent Independence Day film. Uh the sequel to the original Independence Day. Um but yeah, you know, there's nothing um more amazing in my opinion than going to the cinema. Um, so, potentially, uh, today, I might go and see the film, um, Top Gun, Maverick, or I might go and see the film, Nope, or I might go and see the film, um, 3,000 Years of Longing, which is supposed to be a good film, or I might go and see the IMAX version of E.T., the Extraterrestrial um, ...to mark its 40th anniversary... ...because that is a film... ...that I've literally been watching... ...all my life... Um, ...and it's a film that... ...does mean a lot to me... ...um... um ...Jaws... ...another great film... Um, ...that he's going to be showing... ...I think here soon... ...um... ...but yeah... ...it could potentially be... ...ET that i go going to see today... ...um... ...but we'll have to see... ...also... Star Trek to the wrath of Khan um is playing at the moment because it is also celebrating its the 40th anniversary of its release uh, and that would be incredible to see that at the cinema uh, I have to say um but um yeah we'll see we'll see but uh no matter what I watch um I'm definitely gonna go and watch this uh, film at the cinema tomorrow uh, today I should say and tomorrow Um, and all the days after if I could Um, but if I'm not watching a film at the cinema I'll definitely be watching one at home um, which is something I also love to do but um, I don't think there is a better way to spend anyone's day than um, um, especially uh, National Cinema Day and to go to the cinema and, uh, and watch a film So, um, I hope that you will choose to do today, um, or tomorrow, or next week, or any time, but especially today, on National Cinema Day, um, to go and watch a film at the cinema. Because cinemas need our help. They really do. Um, You know, there are... um, There are small cinema chains, um, that, you know, some small cinema chains that, they don't last, you know, some just got one screen, um, and there are these big, uh, multiplexes, as they're called in America, um, that are also struggling, and a lot of it came down, you know, when it came to the, the pandemic, um you know, it uh it really did um it really did hurt the cinema. Um because all the cinemas were closed because of the pandemic and uh um people couldn't go to the cinema, people were watching stuff at home and it gave a big boost to um To the streaming services. Because. um, You know. No one could go anywhere. No one could do anything. So. Most films. That were ready. To. um, To be. Released. Were. Sometimes released. At the cinema. And. uh, um, And yeah you know and and some directors didn't want that they you know they wanted their their films to um to be watched as as they were intended to be um you know but uh, uh at a cinema and i agree you know every film deserves to be shown at the cinema some don't get that um that, that they don't get the um they don't get that to be honest they don't get the the honour of of being released at the cinema and some of the some great films um um I've, I've been released on uh on uh on streaming services um but uh Yeah, you... But you just can't beat the cinema. And... But yeah, I'm just going to leave it like that. So, anyway. So, yeah, I'm just going to say... Happy National Cinema Day. Um, And I hope you like what you heard in this episode of the podcast. I hope you... If you're a movie fan, then you will choose to watch a film today... Maybe you can watch your favorite film today, uh, but if you can um, go and watch a film at the cinema and I hope you like what you what you see and I hope you have a fun time and um, yeah uh, I hope you enjoyed what you heard in this episode of the podcast uh, but uh, thank you for listening uh, hope you like what you heard and I'll talk to you again soon. Hi everyone, this is Mark. So I hope you did enjoy what you heard in this episode of the podcast. And uh, if you did and uh, you would like to enjoy more of my content, um, I'm a a writer, I'm a poet, and I'm an author. Uh, I've written 11 books of uh, poetry uh, and short stories and uh, short novels. So if you're interested in reading some of my poems, my short stories, or... Uh, the stories within my novels, then you can check them out online on Amazon or um, from the the Book Depository or online at uh, Barnes & Noble. And uh, if you want to check out some of my most recent uh, poems, then if you head over to uh, markthepoet.me online, then you can check out some of my most recent poems and also some of the poems that I've written uh, in the past. Uh, but yeah, so, uh, I hope you like what you heard and I'll touch you again soon.